0: The Rafah crossing between Gaza and Egypt has opened for the first time since Israel's siege began to allow wounded people to get treatment across the border. And some foreign nationals, including NGO workers, are being allowed to leave Gaza. Meanwhile, as Israel's ground offensive continues, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has spoken of a difficult and long conflict, saying, we will continue until victory. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, joining me for this episode is Rory Keith, International SOS's lead security analyst covering Israel and the Palestinian territories. And Rory, can I start by asking how significant is the opening of the Rafah crossing and who will be allowed to cross into Egypt?
1: The opening of the Rafah crossing is very significant in terms of the humanitarian situation inside Gaza since the start of the present conflict Uh, It's the first opening of any of the borders into Gaza and it's going to allow both aid to enter and for people to leave. In terms of who's going to be allowed to cross into Egypt, patients in a serious condition inside Gaza are going to be allowed to enter
0: as well as foreign nationals. And I understand a list of foreign nationals has, has been drawn up of the people who can now leave Gaza. But how will that work? So the
1: list has been drawn up at short notice, and it's not entirely clear the rationale behind who goes on each day's list. But as we understand it, there are around 7000 foreign nationals inside the Gaza Strip. And each day, around 500 of these will be named and permitted to cross into Egypt Like I said, the the rationale isn't entirely clear, but people should just await their turn
0: to cross if that's the situation that they find themselves in. And for those who remain in Gaza right now, do we have an update on the aid operation? So the other good news about the borders opening today is that aid is
1: being allowed in limited quantities to enter into the Gaza Strip. There's no agreement on how This situation will continue, although the United States is currently attempting to pressurize the Israeli and Egyptian authorities
0: to allow further aid to enter Gaza in the coming days. Now, if we can move our focus from the south of Gaza to the north, and Israel has been expanding its ground operations, can you tell me more about what's been going on? Israel began its ground operations inside Gaza on the 27th with limited
1: operations wherein armoured units would enter the Gaza Strip and then leave before the end of the day. Progressively since then, Israeli forces have been entering in a more long-term manner and spending the night inside of Gaza. This has involved the deployment of both armoured units as well as infantry units inside of the Gaza Strip. Currently, the Israeli ground operation is limited to areas in the north of the Gaza Strip, that is north of the proclaimed evacuation zone north of the Wadi Gaza River. In terms of how the ground operation will develop, there are a number of possibilities. However, this being a military operation, the Israeli military has not made it public. Which of these ways it intends to pursue? For now, however, at least for the foreseeable future, this conflict will be limited to the northern part of the Gaza Strip, wherein Israel will pursue its military objective of ridding that part of the Gaza Strip of Hamas. Once it's satisfied that the Hamas tunnel networks and Hamas's ability to conduct military operations in that zone of the Gaza Strip has been completely removed, then we'll see about the next phase of the operation. But for now, and for at least several days, if not weeks, and perhaps longer, we expect the military operation to be limited to
0: this sector of the Gaza Strip. And what do you think the likely impact of this next phase is and how have Israel's neighbours reacted to it? The impact of this phase
1: is going to vary in terms of where one is. Inside of Israel, the impact of this phase should be that there's a reduction in the ability of Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad to continue to fire rockets into Israel. Rockets have continued to be fired into Israel, however, although these are likely to be reduced at least in the northern half of the Gaza Strip. There is also going to be, as we've seen so far in the conflict, heightened risks stemming from unrest and from heightened chances of attack taking place. In Israel's neighbours so far, there have been different reactions dependent on the neighbour. Egypt has been quite circumspect and has towed a line between vague criticism of Israel and support for the Palestinian people. Likewise, Jordan, in a difficult position, has attempted to apportion some blame for civilian casualties to Israel, but stop forth of any more vocal criticisms or any actions against Israel. Whereas Lebanon's uh, different factions find themselves in different positions. Lebanon's influential Shia faction Hezbollah have reacted very vocally and threatened to intervene militarily, Although the conditions on which they would do so remain unclear, although we are awaiting a statement by the group's leader this Friday, whereas other factions in Lebanon, most notably the Lebanese government itself, have stated that they want no part in any conflict.
0: And how could all of this affect our clients and their workforce in the area? And could people still maybe travel to and from Israel? That is going to depend
1: on the individual client and their travel that they have planned to Israel, whether or not they deem that to be essential and what their appetite for risk is. Essential travel to Israel still can go ahead, although this needs to be made in light of the present situation with an understanding of the risks, with access to -to up-to-date information and with an itinerary specific set of precautions put in place. So as this conflict progresses, the risks of rocket fire into Israel from the Gaza Strip will decrease. Uh, We've seen that so far with lower rocket volumes and no casualties coming from rockets fired into Israel in the past few days. There are risks, however, that the conflict could escalate and any travel to Israel must be done with this in mind. We've mentioned so far the, the threat of Hezbollah. Hezbollah has its own missile arsenal, which is believed to be of greater sophistication than that Found in the Gaza Strip. So, whether or not somebody chooses to send somebody to Israel is going to depend on their appetite for risk and on the ability for that person or people to be protected from potential threats stemming from a situation wherein the conflict expands to multiple fronts. We have already seen the Houthi faction within Yemen fire missiles towards Israel on the 31st of October. These missiles were intercepted and proved no threat, but it does underline the fact that this conflict does already have a degree of being a regional conflict and not just one between Israel and Hamas. So any travel really ought to bear that in mind, although essential
0: travel can still continue. And I know that Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has recently spoken of a difficult and long conflict. So can we predict how long this campaign could continue for given international pressure?
1: a ceasefire whilst the un did vote overwhelmingly for a ceasefire the key players here the israeli government themselves and their allies in the united states and to a lesser extent egypt and jordan those players have not come out very strongly in favor of a ceasefire so israel can absolutely pursue its aims of ridding the gaza strip of hamas's armed wing and of continuing the conflict as, as long as they see necessary to achieve that objective There's no great likelihood of a a ceasefire bringing the conflict to an end, at least in the foreseeable
0: future, until those military aims are achieved by Israel. Okay, Roy, thank you so much for all your analysis of the situation. Thank you. Well, that's all for now but just a reminder you can access all the latest information and updates on the situation in israel and the palestinian territories from our website at international and from there you can find out about our global network of assistance centers they're available to clients 24 7 but until next time thank you very much for listening and goodbye